0: The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts.
1: Heart of Art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Hello, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today, we have a very special show planned for you. We will be revisiting my interview with Debbie Jacek, who is a glass artist of all kinds, and she is also co-owner of Brazos Glassworks. Um, and we learned a little bit about how this business developed, and she also gives us a little history lesson on on stained glass. Um, and for the second part of our show, we will be listening to a, a couple performances by Mariachi Sanchez, who is a local mariachi group uh, consisting of former students. And if you'd like to check out their work and maybe um, give them a call for you to have them at your next event, you can go to their Instagram at mariachi underscore Sanchez. That's mariachi underscore Sanchez if you want to reach out to them all right now for our our announcements we have the theater company is presenting the titanic the story of the ship and um this is an interesting musical because it centers uh around the ship as the main character there's not like a particular main character um and this will be starting thursday december 1st and there will be showings until december 11th so we have plenty of opportunities to go uh and check out this show um the week one will be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, all at 7 p.m., uh, except Saturday has a, a 2 p.m. as well. And then for week two, we have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 7 p.m. And then Saturday and Sunday, will have the 2 p.m. showings. If you want to go check out, want to go buy some tickets, you can go to theatercompany.com and purchase them. All right, and now we have Ballet Brazos. Uh, they will be having a showing of The Nutcracker, and this will take place December 2nd and 3rd at Rudder Auditorium. And December 2nd will have a showing at 7 p.m., while the 3rd will have a 2 p.m. and a 6.30 p.m. showing. Uh, So you also have plenty of opportunities for this one. And I mean, this is going to show, you know, Tchaikovsky's great work uh, from the Nutcracker. So it's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to purchase some tickets for this event, you can go to BalletBrazos.org. That's BalletBrazos.org. All right, now let's start my interview with Debbie Jacek. Today in the studio, we have Debbie Jasek, who is a stained glass artist here in the Brazos Valley and co owner of Brazos Glassworks. If you'd like to check out her work, you can go to the website brazosglassworks.com or visit them in historic downtown Bryan at 202B West 26th Street, Bryan, Texas, 77803. Hello, Debbie. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Doing great. Excited for a conversation. I don't really know much about stained glass, so I am willing to be educated.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, actually, we're a whole lot more than stained glass. Oh, really? Uh, Yes. Um, Stained glass has been around forever. And, you know, one of the things that you think of when you think of stained glass, of course, is churches. And mm-hmm. the churches started stained glass all the way back into the medieval times because people couldn't read. So it was a way to convey stories when they were sitting in church. So many of the windows when you go to the old churches of Europe are actually the stories from the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: that's really interesting. Wow. <laughs>
2: and and that. since then, you know, uh, everyone knows about Tiffany and... Uh, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright, with his houses, uh, used stained glass. And in fact, there's actually a whole uh, genre of stained glass called the prairie style, which is patterned after a lot of the Frank Lloyd Wright style in architecture. Wow. Uh, so we, we do stained glass. We do custom work primarily. Mm-hmm. And that actually falls on my business partner, Uh, Barbara Peavy, she's been doing stained glass for years and years and years, and we also teach it, Right. and we carry all of the supplies, but some of the other things we do at the shop is, in the last, I would say, 20 years, there has been a uh, a technical evolution in glass, where fused glass become is very important. And what fusing is, is taking glass and putting it in a kiln and forming it into either a sculpture or a functional piece, such as a bowl. I've even made spoons
1: well, out of glass. Out
2: of glass, and cool. so that's something we do and. Not only do we have our work, but we have work of a number of different individual artists from across both Texas and the Brazos Valley, as well as the United States, uh, in our gallery for people to see. Awesome.
1: Well, I encourage people to go check out your work <laughs> that is available uh, on your website. Um so in the show, I'd like to uh, highlight the individual person right. first. So I'd like to go a little bit on your background and where you're from and how you ended up in the Brazos Valley.
2: Well, uh, I've, I'm originally from down on the coast in Texas, so outside of a little bitty town called Blessing, which is in Matagorda County. And like many people, I came up here to Texas A&M to go to school. I was actually in the first class that women were open enrollment on campus my freshman year in 1972. And after I graduated in 76, which was the centennial class, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, I went into the military. And I was in the military for 14 years in the army. And when I came back, I decided to come back and take a few classes and try to figure out where. I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Wound up working for Texas a and for 23 years with the Texas Transportation Institute. Okay. Uh, I was a specialist in hazardous materials and big truck operations. Wow. And uh, meanwhile, I had been doing art, primarily jewelry, um, all along. It was a stress reliever. I started in the military and continued. And so that was how I met my business partner. She was doing stained glass and we decided to form a business in her garage. Was she also in the military? No, she wasn't. She, uh, she had taken, actually took stained glass, from Texas A&M at a long time ago they had something called the University Plus and it was in the basement of the MSc and uh-huh. it was open to all uh, Aggies and their their families and so her while her husband was going to school she took a stained glass class and they moved away and they moved back about the same time I did around 91 92 and um, Like I said, we met and decided to form a business in her garage, and we moved into downtown Bryan in 2007, and we've been there ever since. Wow, it turned out well for you guys. (laughs)
1: Um, So would you say that your love for glass started off through jewelry?
2: Through jewelry, and I always loved glass. I loved going to antique shops. I have a collection of of depression glass and and old glass in China. So I always loved glass in itself, and I took the jewelry. I I worked primarily and still do work primarily in both copper and glass.
1: Okay. And was it something difficult to learn?
2: It's a continuous learning process. Glass is a very different substance. It... um, It's almost living in some ways, and so even when you're an experienced artist, things will pop up, especially when you're working on it with the kiln or perhaps working with the torch doing beadwork. just when you think you've got it mastered and you become very confident, it comes back and, and slaps you back yeah, into reality you. and says, hey, I'm going to do this. Surprise. Right.
1: <laughs> so you got to, like, adapt to, as you go. Yes. Yeah. You
2: adapt as you go and you learn. There's a lot of physics and chemistry, actually, mm-hmm. that is involved with the glass. For example, the colors of the glass they're not made with pigments, they're made with minerals. And so like when I'm firing a piece, if I'm mixing the different colors of glass, there may be a chemical reaction that happens in that kiln when you heat it up to 14, 60, 14, 75 degrees. Whoa. So you can, once you learn this, you can use that to your benefit to To make unusual things happen, uh, but a lot of times it's a it's a surprise, you know. Uh, I always laugh. Yeah, every time. I always laugh that fused in glass in some ways is like Forrest Gump's chocolates. You know, you mm. never know what you're gonna get. You sometimes know. it's really good, and sometimes it was. Oh my gosh, what was I thinking when I did that?
1: Right. Well, that's awesome. Why did you choose glass as a medium of art and not? say painting or something else
2: well when you work with glass you you're working in several ways you can create the things that you do with paintings but you can also create functional art Hmm. you know it's it's almost a in fact there is one technique that I do that I call painting with glass and and it's actually using enamels and crushed glass to make a scene Mm. but you can also do functional art such as making bowls and plates and platters and things like that 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 can actually be used so they're both pretty as an art piece but there's something that is functional as well and that's very satisfying, doing yeah. things like that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That glass is just so versatile. You yes, do, do it is. You can do so much with it. Yes. Um, I would even say maybe like the fragility of the pieces might even increase its value, would you say?
2: Yes. Yes, yeah. I, would, I would say so. And I have found one of the things that both Barbara and I do, Barbara does restoration of stained glass. Uh, I call myself the glow queen. There's, I have discovered a number of piece of adhesives. Uh, in fact, one I'm working with now, uh, was created by the British Museum of Art. And it was to repair their pieces that perhaps got broken or things like that. And it's a type of an epoxy, uh, resin. Mm-hmm. And, um... You know, I have four pieces right now in line uh, to be repaired. It's a very tedious, painstaking process. Sometimes I'm using tweezers to put pieces together. And, but all of the pieces that I'm repairing, uh, they're very sentimental. So glass in some ways takes on a very sentimental aspect for a lot of people it's something that can be passed from one generation to another but because they're fragile they will break so um that's something that we see all the time as as I say when people bring me in a, a sack with broken pieces of glass and I'm going oh no but then it's like I'm a sucker when they cry.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you can also create something completely yes, new. Yes. And you as can well.
2: create something completely new and that's one thing we did. We actually had a young lady we've we've just gotten it finished uh, she broke a piece. And and so what we did were we took the pieces and we actually broke them a little more and put them in the kiln and now we've made her a dish for her coffee table. Out of her broken piece of glass. Awesome.
1: That's so poetic. I mean, just take something negative and then turn it into something much more positive, right? Right. right. Um, I was wondering whether you needed any personal protection equipment when you are working on these pieces? Yes, you do. Uh,
2: You know, we always use safety glasses. Mm -hmm. And um, for certain chemicals or certain things that we're doing, especially in stained glass, you use gloves. Right. Uh, we protect our clothing um, and things like that so um, yeah there's different protections that you use and it really is depending on what you're doing Uh, Mm -hmm. we do use masks we use n95 masks uh, for certain powders we actually work with with glass that is powdered so fine that it's about the consistency of flour or talcum powder. So needless to say, it can create a dust when you're working with it. So you need to be very careful that you're not inhaling or getting too much on your skin because it's still glass.
1: Right, yeah, that can be dangerous (laughs) for sure. what kind of uh, themes do you gravitate towards when you are creating a piece? Is it like nature or uh, you personally I, I'm asking
2: personally I like uh, I like a lot of the abstracts I like mm-hmm. to create things um, I guess my favorite is impressionist, something like a Monet. Uh, mm-hmm. But needless to say, because I'm here in the Brazos Valley, I spend a lot of time doing blue bonnets.
0: Right. Yes. <laughs>
2: Especially this time of year. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, one piece that I just finished yesterday—I uh, actually finished two pieces yesterday. One was uh, is a commission, and it's a scene of a blue bonnet Uh, and an old windmill, and an old house. Uh, So it's going to be fused today. It's made all out of crushed glass. And then the other piece is one of those happy accidents. I was uh, making a piece, and when we cut the circle to be the base of the piece, it cracked. And so rather than throw that glass away, I've taken it And I am adding other chopped pieces of glass. And I'm creating the base of what eventually is going to be an ocean wave crashing.
1: Wow. Awesome. When a door closes, another one opens, right? Every time. All right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the experience of teaching people and what that is like for you. Um, Do you have any interesting stories or maybe people that you've met? through these
2: oh well we've we've taught all sorts of people i guess our most the most fun we have is with the young people oh. uh we have uh, one workshop that's that's kind of an experience and it's a small piece uh, making ornaments uh, for christmas and oh, for wow. example we've got one family that has been coming in for over 10 years every christmas the whole family comes in father, mother, kids, and they make Christmas ornaments. And so we've gotten to watch the kids grow. Um, The oldest son, for example, uh, was very little when he started and now he's in Texas A&M. So, (laughs) you know, and he still comes in and makes his ornaments And, and each child has a collection. And over the years, we've watched them grow in their Mm -hmm. techniques in their styles and uh in what they're doing but it's it's a lot of fun experiencing the first time somebody making something with pieces of crushed glass Mm -hmm. and then you open up the kiln and you bring it out they get to see their finished piece that they either hang on their own tree or give to grandma and grandpa so that's a lot of fun
1: that's beautiful wow that's Amazing that now it's like part of their tradition even to go every year. every year. Something that they can do together as well. Awesome. Um, When are classes available to go and learn um, how to do stained glass?
2: Mainly what we do, um, the stained glass class itself is a six weeks class. Oh, okay, okay. So those are are rigid, and we've got classes that are probably going to be starting uh, somewhere around the May time frame. Um, we've just got some things going on so that's put off a little because it is such a long class and it is a commitment of you know 12 hours over a period of six weeks to make a piece right for fused glass experiences and to do mosaics and painting on glass Uh, those are you we do those uh, primarily now by appointment only so you can call and say hey I'd like to come in and do a piece of glass and learn about it and we agree on a time and uh, you can come in and so primarily during our shop time uh, we're available all the time to do that. So okay. we, we have people booked. In fact, I've got a lady coming in tomorrow that's going to learn painting on glass. Awesome. Uh, we had uh, a grandma with her grandchild and her daughter come in yesterday. Um, we do date nights Awesome. So if you've got four people or more, uh, you can do an after hours or an early evening. And a lot of people come in. It takes about an hour and a half mm-hmm. to work with the glass. And then you pick up the finished piece later after we fire it. Uh, but it's something people will come in early. They'll do a date night and then they'll go and have dinner in downtown Bryan. So it's a it's a different experience different thing to do uh on the weekend and things like that right yeah. out of
1: the routine awesome right. would you like to remind our audience what the store hours are
2: uh our store hours are tuesday through friday from 11 to 6 okay. and then saturday from 10 to 4 30
1: and if you want to go check their website once again it's com and their address is 202b west 26th street Bryan, texas in historic downtown Bryan. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. I learned so much. Thank you. I appreciate you stopping by. Of course, anytime. All right, you guys, we will be going on a quick break, but do not go anywhere. We will be right back.
0: Support for KAMU comes from the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts.
1: hello good afternoon everyone welcome back to the kmu studios my name is hector nino and you're listening to the heart of art now we will be listening to a performance by the mariachi sanchez they will be performing a mi manera by vicente fernandez uh performed in 1983 this is mariachi sanchez
3: Callar. lo esperaré serenamente, ya ves, yo he sido así, te lo diré sinceramente, Vivir Jugué sin descansar a mi manera, jamás viví un amor que para mí fuera importante, corté Mejor de cada instante viaje y disfruté, no sé si más que otro cualquiera, tal vez todo esto fue a mi manera.
1: Now we will be listening to Mariachi Loco uh, as performed by Mariachi Azteca in the year 2000. Now we will hear Piel Canela by Bobby Capoe from 1952 as performed by Mariachi Sanchez.
3: pierde el ancho mar su inmensidad, pero el negro de tus ojos que no muera, piel canela de tu piel se queda igual, si te pierde el arco iris su belleza, o las flores su perfume y su color, no sería tan inmensa mi tristeza como aquella de quedarme sin ti.
1: All right, you guys, that is the end of our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And a big thank you to Debbie Jassick and Mariachi Sanchez for being a part of this project. I hope you're having a great Thanksgiving break and make sure to tune in next week. I'm Hector Nino and you've been listening to The Heart of Art, a production of 90.9 KAMU-FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at kamu.tamu.edu.
0: The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts.